I'm going to be really fucking stressed out and drunk on Sunday. Women can't, women can't, women can't, women can't parlay. Hey guys. We back. How you doing? You having a good week? Well, good. It's about to get even better. (laughs) Yes, sir. You're tuned into another week of Women Can't Parlay. I'm your host, Jess. I'm Rainy. And what a world we are currently living in. (laughs) Been a crazy week, guys. Yeah. It feels like it's actually been like a full year. And I even saw you this last weekend. That's true. Yeah, it does feel like forever since we recorded. Maybe because we saw each other this weekend. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. But I just feel like so much has happened. Yeah. I don't know. Crazy shit. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Rainy and I's childhood dream came true last week. (laughs) Oh, and if you followed us on our uh, at Women Can't Parlay on Instagram or at Women Can't Parlay on Twitter, you would know this already. Yes, but. Just another reason for you to go give us that follow. So do that now. In the meantime, in the the meantime, (laughs) fuck, we will explain what we're talking about. Uh, Well, we got a retweet from Devin Sawa. Boom, bitches. Yes. My like childhood heartthrob, Tiger Beat, J14, covers all over my door. You guys. Number one crush. It's actually alarming. Like, I guess probably not this past year, but the year before my parents were on like, get your shit out of my house type of situation, which (laughs) neither of my sisters really have anything left. But myself, the resident hoarder goes back home and I'm like looking under like in my closet, there's like a corner of my shit that was in there. I'm not shitting you. I spread my like my mom uses the closet now, like spread her clothes apart because I saw something behind there. And it was like an entire poster board. There were a few sprinklings of like Jonathan Taylor Thomas uh, and a couple people, but it was like Devin Sawa all over course. the fucking place. Yeah. Like number one hot guy of like God. our uh, generation. I don't know how you say yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm assuming like people don't even know who he is now. Do you say Devin Sawa or Devon Sawa? Because I feel like it's- I've heard it both ways. I have, and I've also heard like Sawa say, said differently. But oh, really? I've been Devin Sawa my entire life. I'll never me, be. Me too. That. I've said Devin Sawa my entire life, but y'all got to remember like we grew up in an age where communication <laughs> wasn't what it is now. So, like, I could yeah. be saying that entirely wrong, but it does not take away from my love for him <laughs> that I had when I was thousand percent. Like, 12 years old. Devin, maybe come at us and give us a pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. When you listen to this, we'll get a clip of him from his own name. That'll be our penalty box. Yeah, that might be our penalty box. But yeah, so before we get into how this happened, I think it would be funny to have random question be, what is your favorite Devin Sawa movie? Well, that's so hard. And there's really not that many to choose from. I I feel like there's quite a few for the age that he was really known for, to be honest. Well, that's true. But still, he's like a little bit older than us, so... He was always Is relevant. He? Yeah, he's like older than me. Like oh, we might be close. To that me. would make sense. I just I don't. Yeah, he's like mid to late thirties. I think he. I don't think he's forty. All of the movies he was ever when we were younger are really relevant. I feel like so. Obviously, in Casper, fell he in love with 42. them. Oh, boom! That um, shocks me. Anyway, I didn't realize he was that much older, but. 
Not like I'm a young sprang chicken. Yeah, no shit. And I meant that. I meant that directed at me. Sorry. No, I know. I don't. No offense taken ever. So I don't know. I mean, I do. I feel like ugh, now and then was so actual. Like I felt like real because in that time, like all of us, you know, as like young kids, were riding around town like during dark. And I don't know. I feel like it felt more like relative. Relatable. Yeah, relatable. But damn it, you know. I mean, Little Giants is also kind of relatable shit i have to go now and then yeah i have to go now and then as well only because like every time my mom took i know me to video well <laughs> several reasons why but like every time my mom took me to like rent movies or whatever like i would get that movie every single time to the point where she just bought it mm-hmm. for me because she's like this is fucking stupid like i'm losing waste money. of money yeah. yeah and so like <laughs> i mean it was one of those like classic movies growing up like one cool. of my all-time fave movies and I mean, incredible soundtrack, also cr- incredible soundtrack, absolutely yeah. incredible cast. Yeah, they really did um, well. Just an all-time good yeah, movie. Old and old and young, right? The now, yeah, and the both, yeah, yeah so totally. perfect. And yeah. a lot of them still relevant today. So yeah, like, absolutely major cast. So I do think that has to be my number one. But Little Giants, I mean, don't get it twisted. Yeah, that is definitely up there, and it's very hard to say that it is not number one. And that is the precipice of how we got the retweet. <laughs> yeah, which I will say, in my adult life, I've watched Little Giants way more than I've watched now and then. <laughs> I mean, that's tough to argue, but I, I don't know that I've watched it more, but I've definitely watched it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I've probably watched it twice in the past three months. If that gives you a range of how often I fucking (laughs) watch Little Giants. And if you haven't, shame on you. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing in life, period, if you have not watched Little Giants. Also now and then, also Casper, also Final Destination. Oh, yeah. What am I missing? Well, I'm going to throw out his newest one that came out in 2020 that I just watched. Oh, yeah. Hunter, Hunter. And I'm here to tell you that shit's fucked up. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It looks fucked up. It's fucked up. Like, I read it and thought, this sounds really fucking boring and stupid and I don't want to watch it. But I figured my dude would be into it. So I'm like, okay, fine. I can just like, you know, catch up on my Instagram while he watches this movie. And it had the opposite effect on me. It was insane. I've never seen an ending quite like this. Really? So, huh. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Wild America, though. Oh, yeah. Wild America. I saw that one the other day. Well, I didn't watch it, but I saw it the other day and had forgotten about it. That was good. So, anywho, back to the real reason we're talking about this, other than the fact that we can both die happily now. So, this all started because unless you're living under an actual rock, <laughs> I think everyone by now has heard about the drama going on with the stock market. Though. So, I'm going to try to like give a little bit of a rundown, try to make it short, which is funny because like last week we kind of got a little dicey on some financial comments, or at least I did talking about scumbag bankers and shit like that. And I'm like, Hey, like what's going on here? And now all of a sudden we're like pivoting to a financial podcast. Just (laughs) I will not be a part of that. Fuck that. No, we're not doing that. I do that all day at work. I don't want to do that here. Anywho. So hopefully long story short, there's a few stocks that you know just have been not performing very well due to various reasons like obviously coronavirus you know and just things evolve things change so like think about like blockbuster back in the day and now that's no longer because yeah technology moves along so you have these stocks the main ones in particular were GameStop and AMC AMC theaters so like movie Mm -hmm. theaters are obviously not doing well with the pandemic basically what will happen is these big 
financial investment bankers will short stocks. And what that in all basic terms means is they're betting that that stock is going to continue to To decline in value. So I guess this group of Redditors called Wall Street Bets took some notice to like some very high profile hedge funds shorting certain stocks. And I think they all sort of had a vested, you know, interest or love for GameStop and decided to sort of take action and band together in what will, you know, forever be known as one of the most epic, savage moves in history where you know, the regular everyday American person did something and like kind of fucked over these crooks who continuously fuck over regular everyday people all the time. I mean, the movie's already been like bought and scripted. Like one of my favorite people is coming out already as the star or in it is, um, yeah, probably shouldn't have gone down. Noah, he's on all those Netflix movies. Oh, Centineo? No, Centineo has already been yeah. signed to the to project. So I'm like, I'm in. Done, so fucking done. in. Yeah. yeah. So this is going to go down in history. And I still don't think we're quite, you know, through this yet. No. So these big bankers shorting stocks like GameStop, AMC. And then like in everyday fashion, they go on social media. They go on national television and talk shit about these stocks that they shorted. And it improves their position. Um, So I think people just kind of are, you know, took a, they had a personal, maybe vested interest in something like GameStop and decided, you know what, like, let's flip the fucking switch on these people. Yeah, they did. They band together, got a lot of attention. I mean, the internet is insane. We have a vast way of communicating with people and communicating very quickly. The message was sent buy, 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 raise the stock like crazy. And that is exactly what happened. GameStop, I think went from like an $18 stock to hitting nearly 400, like in less than a week. Yeah. Um, So crazy, crazy numbers. And the more that stock goes up, these investment bankers have to pay high, high premiums on their shorts and are losing billions and billions and billions of dollars as it goes up. So needless to say, there was a, a sort of panic on Wall Street and nobody really knows maybe the exacts of what went down behind the scenes, but your everyday trading apps that allow for people like you and me to trade, um, Mm -hmm. the main example being Robinhood, who professes (laughs) itself as the trading app for the American, you know, for the everyday person, they disallowed being able to buy that stock for 24 hours, which was complete bullshit, completely unprecedented in my mind criminal and caused those stocks to begin to decline because that was the only direction they really could go was in in a decline in then helping the positions of these bankers. Now, don't get me wrong. I still think they were in a world of heat, a world of hurt, and it's somewhat still developing. I, I think the calm has kind of settled over. I definitely bought some shares in these stocks. I'm still holding them. This is not a financial podcast. I'm not necessarily (laughs) advising you to do that. There was also a big burst in Dogecoin, which is hilarious. And that's really where I got in and made a pretty penny. But yeah, so anyway, that's that. This all ties together because with all this going on, as I was watching it all unfold, mainly on Twitter, yeah. You kept seeing the memes and the statements of everyone hold, everyone hold and hold that line kept resonating in my head. Yeah. And all I kept thinking about every time I read that or heard that was the scene from Little Giants when yep. 
They're like playing the game. They're trying to get a stop on fourth down and the crowd screaming, hold that line for the Giants. And I made a meme, a video meme about it. It's kind of long, but it's hilarious. And it actually, I feel like, really does explain sort of in a... It's brilliant. It explains in a simple but hilarious fashion what happened last week. And we tweeted it. It got... The attention of a lot of people, one of them being Junior Floyd himself, who plays the quarterback, Devin Sawa. Well, I said that backwards. Devin Sawa himself, who plays the quarterback, Junior. Well, they get it. We're flustered. We're literally talking about our junior high dream boy. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. So So that was amazing. Um, We promptly died. Yeah. Heart sank. And I'm not fully recovered yet, I don't think. Yeah. No, I'm still like feeling the good vibes from it for show. Yeah, it was crazy. We got several, you know, retweets, comments. I think I think something like 15,000 people have watched it. Yeah. As far as impressions go, we're at like 75,000, which means like that's how many people have kind of like came in contact with it, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, so that's nuts. I mean, I don't think I've ever had that much interaction on the internet. At least you not. get out all my fucking posts from when Facebook started. We'll call it actually MySpace. We'll go back that far. You could add all that shit together and I still wouldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it was just cool. Very awesome. Thank you to Devin for, you know, liking and retweeting our little video meme that we put together. If you haven't checked it out, please do so. I really do think it's hilarious. And I think... If it you does have, explain it very well. Yeah. If you have any idea what Little Giants is, I think you'll totally enjoy it. Get the reference. Please go like it. Please retweet it. Please yeah. like, retweet, comment, whatever. That'd be awesome. It actually is just on our Twitter, yeah. Instagram. You can't really post in like a decent fashion anything over a minute. I guess I could have put it to like Instagram story or what, or Instagram video, whatever that's called. But I feel like that's stupid to do for a meme. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I don't get it. I feel I don't like those are for like media. actual videos of you talking or doing something not like so a meme. We could maybe do it on a reels. I think I tried that. Okay. I'm like, I don't know how that shit works. Yeah. We suck at this clearly, <laughs> but just go to our Twitter, check it out and yeah, give it some good. love. Um, it is yeah, hilarious. So I like to think so. Yeah. Speaking of junior high nineties kids, not necessarily heartthrobs, but we got to pour one out for our boy Screech, Dustin Diamond dying at 44 from lung cancer. I know. Talk about like another, Man. you know, Zach Morris saved by the bell. All, the, all the shit. Yeah. Obsessed. But yeah, very, very sad it's, story. It is, right? So young. And I think he just was diagnosed like three weeks ago. It's weird. Like I kind of had mixed feelings about it because he kind of went down a bad path, right? Where He did. He absolutely did. It, yeah, but who cares, right? Like that is what it is. I don't really. Well, I think it was a product like of but his situation. Absolutely, that's what I was going to get or say. Is it's absolutely a child star gone wrong, essentially. Mm-hmm. Where and also thinking about like the character that he played was this like huge dork who blah blah blah. And like when you're that famous at that age, like some people's you know character reputations don't escape them. So right. part of like some people were saying, yeah, I mean, he came to work and had like. Like this huge lump on his neck and we we're like hey i think you probably need to go to the doctor and he just like didn't want to do it because he was so worried about like pictures getting out and mm-hmm. then he would be getting like bullied or whatever so apparently that shit was kind of happening all the time which is yeah no for sure sad yeah 
It's a very sad story. And I think he used to talk about a lot on social media. And it was very sad. Like if you've ever kind of watched some of those videos, you know, it's one of those things when you're a child actor and you're that young, because he was really young, like he was the youngest one when he started. And, you know, he was It was such a huge hit and you're typecasted as this character for the rest of your life. And, you know, at least somebody like Zach Morris or whatever, like he can always kind of go play that, that brooding, like he can play whatever he wants because his first character was the teen heartthrob. Exactly. Which I'm sure he doesn't appreciate being typecasted in that way either. For sure. But but it's, it's a, different a little vibe. bit different on the opposite spectrum where you're typecasted yeah. as this dweeb, this nerd. And it's like, think about all time, you know, nerds growing yeah. up specifically in Hollywood. I can think of him and Urkel. Like, yeah. And I'm sure there's but more, least, but it's like, those are kind of those main ones where it's like, every, oh, they're universal. For sure. I totally agree. But I would say, and I know you're not comparing them, but I will say that with Urkel, I think part of his saving grace was the fact that he became Stefan Urkel during yeah. the series where we all could see this other side of the nerd where they never did that with Screech. Like he yeah. was always just Screech and that was his thing. They never made him any better or any worse just like a solid nerd through the whole thing. No, same thoughts. I had the exact same thoughts. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, RIP. Yes. um, Yes. It's very sad. And I know he had had some disconnection with his former cast members because he had wrote that scandalous tell-all book and talked a bunch of mad shit about all of them. And then I think later came out and was like, yeah, that wasn't true. But I think they're all Cry for motherfucking help. Yes. I think he had a lot of cries for help and very sad story. RIP, like you said. Yeah. But what a segment on some of our childhood. Oh my God, I know. Like it's... To wrap that up and segue back into sports, uh, I wanted to share with you that my glass I'm drinking out of tonight is a, (laughs) speaking of nerds, it's an Elvis Presley fucking glass, okay? Like it's a special edition. (laughs) So I decided to drink out of that tonight because I happened to find, remember I told you guys that I was a hoarder earlier? I decided to drink out of my Elvis glass because I recently found my Elvis Andrews sign. Rally towel along with my World Series ticket. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. I still have mine too. I yeah. think they're like in this cabinet over here because I was just going through a lot of my old shit and yeah. trying to like figure out what needs to go where. And I have my ticket and my towel too that Mr. Elvis Andrus signed for us. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Told uh, you Nove- me and I November told him too. Yeah, no shit. Uh, November 1, 2010. Boom. But yeah, so I thought that was funny. So there's an ode to <laughs> Elvis's in my life. And back to sports. Yeah, well, I don't even think we've started on sports, so it's not really back to sports. It's nope, sorry, starting about, sports. sorry for this uh, beginning segment, but guys, we had to. We had to. Yeah, it's very important topics we're discussing. And Wall Street this week has kind of been a fucking like battlefield, so you could almost call it a sport. Yeah, definitely. Well, obviously, as you guys know, there was no football this last week. So, Ugh, I mean, how boring. Tear, sad face. But we are definitely going to talk about some of the headlines in sporting world right now. And the first one we're going to discuss is this LeBron courtside drama. L. Oh, L. Dude, I know. <laughs> I was like watching the like her Instagram response and everything last night. And I was just like, what in the fuck happened? Yeah. Well, and what's frustrating to me is we still don't know what happened. Yeah. Like, we, I mean, well, 
but I don't know what he said and I want to know exactly. what he said. Agreed. Like he's a, yeah. he's a longtime LeBron hater. So yeah. I get it. Or I get that it could be just like anything and nothing. And how LeBron kind of, you know, obviously responded to it after the game was it didn't appear to be something that was unreturnable, right? Because yeah. whatever he basically was like, I don't think they should have got thrown out. Like I'm actually happy for the experience. Like it actually felt like more of a regular game with fans and heckling. Yeah, no, I saw his response and I was very shocked by it almost in a way that was like sort of respectable and he wasn't being a crybaby because listen here guys, like I'm not here to defend LeBron. Like that's just not my bag. But I was shocked by his response, but then it almost made me think maybe he did start something since he's being so like, oh, they shouldn't have got kicked out. Oh, well, that's funny because I didn't really know that about you. I am, I won't say that I am a, well, I'm not a LeBron hater by any way. I've come around more, but I'm still. I'm getting Andy there too. She's, she's. She does things that just drive me crazy sometimes. I get it. Trust me. I get it. I just like, I choose for whatever reason with that guy. I think maybe <laughs> he was, we we're the same exact age. Like he graduated in 2003, got drafted in 2003. So I just feel like I kind of always followed his career and felt like it was, it's yeah. just crazy that it's the yeah. exact same exact time, but whatever. So I choose to focus on all the other things. The good. And there's, yeah. there's a lot of good. like Because there it. is a lot of good with him, right? So I'm like, as opposed to someone like, ahem, James Harden. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Like, there's very few good things along with that fucking bag that I, because that is like, ugh, that's my thing that I, right. I need to stop talking because if anybody in Houston ever listens to this, they won't anymore. <laughs> LeBron dubbed her courtside Karen. Oh, it's so, there's merch. There's merch? Oh, of course there's, there's merch. I didn't there's see that. Merch. It says like, don't be a courtside Karen. And oh, then it God. has like, I know a whole thing, which I mean, be careful out there. She can maybe claim some fucking royalties from that shit it's I, not really her probably face. not but you never know, yeah, know. This well but let me let me rephrase that she might try to claim some royalties from that correct yeah i don't know it's nuts like i certainly want to respect a woman for like standing by her man and defending totally. her man and like she said lebron told her to like sit oh yeah bitch or something I don't I think know. worse. Okay, yeah. I don't I that's all I had like read. I didn't see it, so it's hard to say like did that happen? Did that not happen? But supposedly LeBron called her man who think yeah he goes by daddy carlos on instagram oh yeah i thought it was like big daddy or something i think it's daddy carlos on instagram yeah Um, supposedly lebron had said like sit down old steroid ass or something and then she just was like fuck you lebron like i'm gonna fuck you up not just like trying to defend her man but was like like claiming she was gonna beat lebron up oh yeah she this brought me like straight up brought me back to college yeah like she she heard that took her mask down so she could yell at him yeah and was like don't fucking talk to my husband that way and like goes off she's like i'll fuck you off and i'm like damn girl yeah. i was so cringy that was so cringy to me um, i agree it, it was very cringe and like yeah. i said i definitely don't i don't really know about what they did to instigate it so i don't want to make either on either side exactly yeah, like, that's I what no I, that's idea. what we don't really know so i'm not yeah. trying to have like a super opinion but yeah i'm not judging anybody. it's hilarious way worse shit like that has happened at games before you know oh like, yeah and that's what's different the, now without fans is for sure people it's heckle the players on that. yeah yeah like people heckle on the players all the freaking time but what's different now is there's hardly anybody there 
so everyone can hear what's going on. Yeah. And supposedly they had had some, had quite a bit to drink and that's kind of what hecklers do. Like they want these players attention. So when they get it, it's, it's like game on, you know, like they're going to make a scene and now she's like having the 15 minutes of fame or whatever. So I don't know. I'd like to know the full story so I could. Well, that's me. That's all in heavily, yeah. but well, I don't even care. I just, I just want to know because I'm nosy. Like, that too. I want to know: Were you drunk or are you fucking crazy? And like LeBron, you weren't drunk, so like probably just you should never say that to a woman yeah. or to anybody. But I guess like I don't know if we're trying to hold them to the same standards. I don't know. It's fucked up. Yeah, but it's I weird. mean to defend LeBron a little bit, it's not like she didn't come at him with some shit too. So like, right? That's kind of what I was. And trying to we don't know what started him. so like. And and, I mean, exactly. given, well, and I will say too, like that guy definitely like 1000% on steroids. Oh, God. daddy Carlos. God, yeah. He's, he's on the cycle. Yeah. Big daddy Carlos or whatever your name is. You know what I would love to see out of this that it doesn't ever happen, but occasionally it does. I would love to see fucking steroid daddy Carlos, maybe not become a LeBron fan, but like maybe see somehow those three interact or like take a picture together to be like who gives a fuck like this is funny that's my favorite thing when crazy shit happens like that in sports or celebrities or whatever and they're like dude we're fine that's not a big deal this that and the other like maybe LeBron reaches out and is like hey here are some tickets for the next time obviously I mean they're courtside so they probably don't need that charity but here are some tickets to whatever game on me for you know whatever yeah. like they I think that would be like so awesome brawl zoom yes and, exactly and work it out but make it live charge a fucking fee i'll pay five dollars to watch me that. too me too i watched i paid for that fucking mcgregor fight i'll pay for this no shit i don't know i thought it was hilarious we'll see if more unfolds with it but daddy carlos and courtside karen yeah they got kicked out of the game and, and i think they're friends they had a, like a couple of friends with them that got kicked. oh really I don't yeah, think it was four it. of them. Uh, but yeah, that sucks too because you paid for those courtside seats. So yeah. Ouchie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll move on to the world of hockey. Still pretty early on in the season. Everyone's kind of getting back on track. I know the Stars just had a brutal series with Carolina losing both games. One yeah. being a shootout in overtime, which sucks. But uh, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the Stars' new blackout jerseys. Yeah. What do we think? Dope. They're dope as shit. They are dope as shit. Yeah. I I love them personally. I think they're like different. They're bold. They fucking have, they're like black light, like glow in the dark. And we have been playing really fucking well in them when we wear them. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm in. I mean, obviously I'm a fan of, I don't know why a neon does it for me, but like anytime Seattle does that shit or like Oregon. Uh Uh-huh. I'm a fan, so I was at the very, very, very least fucking stoked when they <laughs> like pulled those out. Cause I'm like, damn, yeah, those are no. fucking tight. Yeah, they're all the buzz right now online, and I mean, for the most part, I've all I've seen mostly love. A few haters, but <laughs> probably seated deeper into like it being the stars or something. I don't know, right? Or just like you don't like colors, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're fire and. Yeah. I want one. Me too. Quickly ask your opinion on this NWHL situation. And I don't want to like dive, dive into it fully, but like what's happening? I mean, I know like how everything kind of started, but like. Well, I guess this will be our barstool corner. Okay. Yeah. Barstool corner. <laughs> God. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy in my opinion, but I will again try to go like long story short here, but 
Erica Nardini, CEO of Barstool Sports. She is a huge proponent for women's sports, specifically women's hockey, specifically the NWHL. Very involved, like has driven friends of the league, friends of hers in the league to games, brings them food. She works out with them. She's so super involved. And they recently just went to their bubble. Before they went to the bubble, she had two of the women who play on her podcast. And that weekend, you know, she was openly supporting them on Twitter, which she always does all the time and got a lot of backlash from it. A lot of people coming back saying they are really just wanting to blacklist Barstool from supporting women's hockey, which really makes no sense sense whatsoever. I know there's been, I can maybe count on one hand, some racy headlines that Barstool has had over their nearly 20 years in business, but none of them having to do with Erica Nardini, number one and first and foremost. Generally are just jokes taken way out of context to in poor taste. Yes. And I think you can find that with most any comedian, but that's what humor is, right? right? Some humor is liked by some and not by others. Right. I'm not saying it was a smart move. I don't, I'm not saying all the things that were for sure. And said and done like cares. I would agree with, but yeah. it's just people are human. People make mistakes, but Erica Nardini was not one of them. Yeah. So they pretty much have just spoken out against accepting her into this league anymore. Have kind of just blackballed her, blacklisted her. Friends that she's had in the league are no longer talking to her. And, well, and they're and pretty then, much just shutting the door on having Barstool being involved in the NWHL, which I think is a very, very poor move on their part. They're making a few poor moves apparently, but didn't Nardini also come on and call people out by name, which Barcel's done before. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying I was reading something that she then came out and was like, look, people are writing these stories about me. They have no idea what they're talking about. And then she got attacked again for calling specific people out that saying that she's like putting targets on their back. And I'm like, man, but like, don't you see the hypocrisy in that? Exactly. I mean, you're doing the same thing by doing what you're doing, but then attacking her. I mean, it's just a right. whole big mess. So you're exactly right. She kind of kept quiet. She didn't want to bring attention to it. Maybe mainly because she wanted people to focus on the actual hockey that's going on right right now. And they're actually going to be on NBC this year, which is huge for women's hockey. So I think she was really trying to just let it die. And then it kept going and going. And she had been called out by reporters saying she's evil, saying she should be fired, saying they don't want her support if she's going to be CEO of Barstool. It's just, it's ridiculous. So she then after days of this made a video where she literally just clipped these headlines from Twitter. And she made a video saying, I have to defend myself. It was very tasteful. She didn't attack anybody. She just really came back and was like, I'm disappointed. Disappointed. I'm sad. I feel like I've done a lot for this league and I feel like this league needs more viewers and I'm trying to help do that. And then exactly what you said, like hypocrisy at its finest comes back in her. The NWHL makes a statement. We don't support any organization who would call yeah. out reporters of the yeah. NWHL. It's like they fucking called her out. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, that's the thing. I thought it was absurd. Yeah, no, the whole thing's ridiculous. And it's really sad for this league because I think partner like Barstool, Spit and Chicklet, they can bring a lot to this league. And I think that's exactly what she was trying to do. She just recently became a chairman for WWE. She has a lot going on in her career. She took Barstool from a, she started at Barstool probably like 2015, like five, six years ago, I think. And it was valued at like a $15 million company 
when they were bought by the churning group, it is now valued at like something close to a billion dollars that yeah. she has really, and Dave will say it himself, like she has done that. But people still call her this quote unquote token CEO and she's only there because she's a female and it makes them look better. And I'm like, oh my God, know it's a lose fucking lose, man. Exactly. And I would like, challenge like any of these people to do one ounce of research into yeah, all the good she has done and all the good that Barstool has done specifically for the NWHL. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But funny enough, I mean, Dave being Dave, his entire company, I feel like is built out of spite. And I think he might even say that himself. He's yeah. like, well, we'll just start our own fucking league. Yeah. No, <laughs> Very little sure. giants like. Yeah. I'm in for it. Yeah. So Which, I mean, I, exactly. I wouldn't put it past him. I'm certain they're having very serious discussions right now about actually starting their own league. Well, I mean, they already made the pads and everything. Yeah, so. They do have, yeah, they do have, they have a uh, Barcelona uh, like hockey gear. So yeah. and it, I thought and that I was, think, yeah, I think it's just crazy. And I, I don't know, this might not be a popular statement or a popular opinion, but I think, you know, it's like here as women, in this group of people and just as a gender we're trying to push for this equality women specifically athletes need like equal pay and you know we need to bring more attention and here is this big powerhouse media company trying to give it to you and you're like no we don't want you it's like you're shutting the door in their face and I just I don't get it I I really just don't understand it personally I don't know. It's it's hard to say it without sounding like because I don't mean I don't know. Like I feel like it's a lose lose for them as well. I guess is what I'm trying to say. If they accepted this fully, they would catch a lot of fucking shit for letting Barstool come and be. You know what I mean? Like I'm just saying that's how society with Barstool is probably going to catch some level of shit no matter what, just because they're kind of this love or hate organization. But the thing is, she's been involved with the NWHL for a very long time, and no one said a fucking word. And then all of a sudden it's like one person comes out and says, I don't like this. And everyone turns their back. It's like, Hey, let's have a conversation. Let's talk this through. Like, let's have a forum of where we can say, Hey, this is why we're having a problem with maybe accepting this. Like, let's talk through what's bothering everybody. Like, well, then maybe people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's called communication. Yeah. Pick up the phone, have a fucking conversation. Um, No, I agree. Like, let's not pretend that ESPN, NBC, all of these platforms, let's not pretend like they haven't had their own bouts of scandal. Oh, God. I mean, mean, name one that hasn't. Exactly. So, and I'm not saying that's okay. And I'm definitely not defending people should just be able to do bad things and get away with it. But Barstool... Nobody's raping anyone. Nobody's killing anyone. No, I mean, I think the intention was ever like purely harmful. And at the end of the day, I really just like truly feel bad for Erica. Like, cause I know she of all people has done none of these things. And I think this is just not what she wanted. All she wanted was to grow women's hockey and they shut the door in her face. Like, nope, we don't want you. Yeah. And it's like on, on that hand, it's like, Hey, this is, this is the olive branch, right? Like this is like, let's work together for a common reason to get where we want to be for women and for women in sports. Yeah. But instead it's like, we're always cutting each other off at the motherfucking knees. Yeah. And that, that very much feels like this type of situation where I have to imagine that maybe not one conversation, but a multiple level conversation where we can 
like they can work together and whatever. We could go on and on yeah. and on about this. Yeah, I do feel like it's um, already gone on for a while, but yeah. It has. I, we just haven't talked about it. At the yeah, time. I agree. Um, crazy. Yeah, we stand with you, Erica. Yeah. Um, Erica. I love Erica Nardini. I love her podcast. I love what she's done for Barcel. Like, I think she's an awesome badass. Also, not to mention, like, four of three of the four CC suite positions at Barstool, women. Yeah, which I love. Some of the most, I would argue, like generally most of the talent of Barstool heavily favored and popular yeah. are women. Yeah. Like Call Her Daddy, Erica Nardini, Casey yeah. Smith, Chicks in the Office. Like they've got huge names doing big things there and they're women. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh, anyway. I'm with you. I it makes me a, all day. It makes me a little sad for the NWHL as well because they could have taken this opportunity and used it to their advantage. And instead it's like, created this drama where people are having to choose sides and it just fucking sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, whatever. Yeah. I wonder if there'll be an episode where we don't talk about Barstool. No, I don't think so. And my bad, because I'm actually the one that brought that up, which is shocking. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'm over here like every day, like, okay, don't bring up Barstool. Don't bring up Barstool. (laughs) Whatever. Which I'll do another like side note. EA Sports has announced they're coming out with their Uh, NCAA NCAA. console game, which everyone is crediting Big Cat for because during quarantine, he used the like last version, which was like 2014. It was like seven years ago, the last time they came out with a game. And he that's how he did his whole college football playoff that he did via Twitch that was so popular. So credit there, we'll say. Yeah, no shit. Uh, Get our Barstool news out of the way. Also, DK Metcalf is going to be on Trivia Thursday, which is crazy. They never have like guests. They're always just like Barstool personalities. And it's like a Super Bowl or NFL specific (laughs) trivia. And DK Metcalf is apparently going to be on. I am just got goosebumps. Yeah, I'm going to send it to you. Full-fledged obsessed with that guy. Yeah, same. Please, please, please send that to me because oh, I do not want to Don't worry. <laughs> Thursday morning, 10 a.m., I'll be watching it and I will immediately send it to you as soon as it's available on YouTube. Oh my God. Please, thank you. Well, yeah. So like Kyler Murray and uh, Joe Burrow, I guess, are like upset because they're like, or Joe Burrow's tweet was like, my only dream, the only thing I wanted to accomplish in life was to be on the cover um, oh, that makes me sad, actually. And it comes out, it comes back the year after I graduate. I'm like, no! Yeah. Oh. And then terrible. it's almost like, yeah, anyway. And then Kyler Murray posted something too, um, which who is going to be on the cover? Um, But it was neither of them, obviously, because they're not in college anymore. But No, no. Um, um, anyway, I felt bad for them. I was like, man, that totally feels like a rob. <laughs> yeah, moving on to... Um, what we have left of football. Yes, we'll move into football now. Gonna talk a little bit about some of the movement going on, starting with like head coaches and what's yeah. going on there. Um, our boy Jason Witten. Did you <gasps> see that? I'm so pumped. I know. I'm like, dude, that's so awesome. Not only awesome for like Jason Witten, but like awesome for Liberty Christian, which those who don't know is a school here in Argyle, like near where yeah. I live. North so Texas. I'm like, so like, does this mean Jason Witten's like a huge Texas fan and like he's coming back? Yeah. Like, this is his place? Well, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure Tony still lives here, and I'm pretty sure they're still BFF, so. Oh, I'm sure. But I think what uh, Jason's from, like, Tennessee, show. huge Tennessee guy. So I just yeah. would have thought when it's all right. said and done, he would want to go back there. But guess yeah. he's sold. Yeah, which, 
I mean, pretty high caliber level of coaches at Liberty Christian, you guys, because Sean Payton actually put a uh, coach there too one year yeah. when he was suspended from the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. So um, also very has, like super rich area, super rich school. Yeah. Like I said, I live yeah. near there. I don't live in there. So don't get yeah. it twisted. Like I'm not, <laughs> get it twisted. I'm not loaded. <laughs> yeah. And also we played them in high school. They were always like, obviously our gym was always better, but our gym is so badass. Our gym is um, better because it's like historical. It's like the gym yeah. from Hoosers. Like yeah, it is. And everybody but also, talks about it when they come there. Yeah, because it's also like CJ took such good care of that fucking gym. Yeah, that's in that gym floor. I'm here to tell you, yes, the acoustics are great. It's small and it's the historic thing, but like the actual gym floor, especially when I was there, because I know it's been redone since then, the best gym floor I've ever fucking played on in my life. In my life. Yeah. Not to forget the 13 state championship flags hanging above women's state championship flags, basketball mm-hmm. hanging above the, mm-hmm. hanging mm-hmm. in front of everyone to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four of those are mine. Bitches, not mine, the teams, but I was part but of it. Wait, is it? How, was it 13 consecutive and it's like more than that now i can't remember dude probably i don't i uh, don't have the brain capacity CJ, we can't keep all your records but yeah there's like a crazy like 13 consecutive need, state championship yeah. situation going on and rainy was four of them yeah we need jen because she always remembers those fucking stuff. yeah this is like, yeah we do need like a jen. mouse anyway nobody fucking asked for that nobody cares nobody's so, asked for on. most of this podcast like ever i i'm certain we've lost everyone by this point but we'll keep going in the vain hope <laughs> Baby, that somebody back. wants to hear us yeah um so i will this i don't know what the average is but like seven teams will enter the 2021 football season with new head coaches it's going to be pretty obvious which one I'm the most excited about to see what he does. But I was just going to kind of throw him out there and give you what I have. Yeah, who are guys. you most excited about? Am I like totally off base here? Like, what am I? Why am no, I I'm going to I'm going to say him last. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. what am I not thinking of? You'll get it when. Okay. If you lived at my house, you would you would know immediately because <laughs> oh, okay. I talk about him too much. But anyway, first we'll start with closest to home, the Texans. They hired this guy I've never fucking heard of. His name is David Culley. So he, which a lot of people probably have heard of him, but so he, he was the assistant head coach, wide receivers coach, and the passing game coordinator. 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 We should actually just like make that the name for that. Cause I think it sounds much better than coordinator. Okay. And it's so stupid Gordner. and hard to say. Gurdner. All right. So yes, he was all of those things plus the passing game Gurdner for the Baltimore Ravens previously. This is so kind of like all these questions I have. I'm like, okay, well, this is his first time as a head NFL coach. Will he be able to pull it off or not? I don't know. Cause he's going to have to, there's such a disconnect between like within the organization with, you know, the players versus the owner suite. And obviously with this Deshaun Watson stuff going on, which we'll talk about later, the organization is a shit show. So it's not like he really has big shoes to fill, but he kind of has a short leash, right? Like he's got a, I feel like he has to make something happen and he has to make it happen fast or else he's going to fucking get kicked to the curb as well. We'll see. I'm kind of rooting for him. I mean, Whatever. I mean, they right. need a shakeup. Let's be honest. So, could, I mean, at this could, point, when you I start don't know that he can do worse, but maybe off. I shouldn't say that out loud. Yeah, I mean, there no could jinx. Be worse. Knock on all the wood. Yeah, no jinx. But I'm rooting for a turnaround. When you piss JJ Watt off, yeah, there's. That's I feel like no you, turning yeah. back from that. Like that's no. just stupid, especially well, what he's done for your team and the city of Houston. Like, I, yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, come on, come yeah. on, y'all. So anyway, that's that. We'll see. The Jaguars, who have our first round draft pick for this year's draft, as you know, hired Urban Meyer, who was 
Ohio State head coach from 2012 to 2018. He won two national titles for the Gators in between 2005 and 2010. He doesn't have any NFL experience, but I don't know that that really is going to make a difference. Yeah, I'm interested to see that one. Like, I I am interested too, because he also has had like several health-related retirement, or not retirement, but kind of type situations where it's like, yeah, okay, well. Sometimes like coaching in the in the NCAA and like coaching in the NFL like just doesn't translate, but then sometimes it does. You know, his past successes, I'll be interested to see what he can do, especially with a team like the Jets, who are kind of living on a prayer at this point. No, he's Jaguars. Oh, did I say Jets? Jaguars, same thing. Sorry. Yeah. Nope. Same thing. Literally the jets almost had the first round draft. Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll see next. We have the Detroit lions who just recently (laughs) had a little, uh, swap out, which we'll talk about later. They hired this dude named Dan Campbell. He was football name. Super yeah, football name. Definitely. Whatever. He's He was assistant coach and tight ends coach for the Saints from like 2016 to 2020. In 2015, like the inter- interim head coach for Miami, which he did pretty well for that year he was there. They had like a one and four start and then he took over and had a five and seven record. So not terrible. He's never been a coordinator, but he's played before and he actually played in Detroit. So he kind mm-hmm. of understands that culture and what they're kind of looking for and where they're at compared to then. So anyway, the Chargers. Guy's name is Brandon Staley. I think that's how he pronounces it. He was the Rams defensive coordinator in 2020. Five years ago, he was coaching at John Carroll University. Have you ever heard of that college before? I think so. Yeah, because they're Division Three. Oh, well, that's <laughs> probably why. So he's only had like four seasons of NFL coaching as an outside linebackers coach. So a lot of people are like, well, you have Herbert as their starting quarterback now, who is like super young and super good. And you'd think that they would maybe want like an offensive mind in there to whatever, but who knows? Yeah. Who fucking knows? Next, we have the Atlanta Falcons. They hired Titans offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith. He hmm. did a lot of really good things at the Titans, apparently. But, I mean, he's coming into like Matt Ryan, Matty yeah. Ice. I mean, he's 36, but I feel like he still has some good football in him. I hope he does. I don't know. I'm a Matt Ryan fan. Yeah, I'm, it's crazy to think how they were in the Super Bowl just a number of years yeah. ago. And they lost in a very heartbreaking and almost embarrassing fashion. But yeah. they have really just not been able to make anything happen. No, they have like a curse. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. So maybe this change up with old, with old Arthur, we'll, we'll do something. Get it, Artie. Let's do it. We have the loathsome Philadelphia Eagles. Oh God. (laughs) Didn't look up how to pronounce this guy's name, but it's Nick Sirianni. He was the Colts offensive coordinator for like the last two seasons. He was a wide receivers coach for the Chargers before that. I don't know. Everything I saw was like, he's young. He survived like two different team's coaching changes so he obviously is like maybe kind of good at what he does or like you know people see something in him we'll see I don't really give a shit what the Eagles do but they obviously need to make a change and they need somebody in there that can get Carson Wentz maybe (laughs) your boy Carson oh god Uh, (laughs) yeah I'm super interested to see like what happens there because I'm like I am too was this some conspiracy that Wentz was just fuck Doug Peterson I'm not playing for him so he just was like I'm gonna (laughs) suck it up I mean, surely not, but, you know, we never really heard the internal well, drama that was going down, like no details true. or at least not yet, but it, I'll be very curious to watch and see how that plays out, like with a new coach and if Carson no, I, Wentz just like hated Doug Peterson or if he really just like sucks. 
No, I agree. And you bring up a really good point because I said this earlier about Stefan Diggs this season. Last season being with the Vikings, I mean, he obviously didn't suck. He was good, but they didn't click. There was some shit going on there and there was a bunch of rumors, maybe true, who knows, surrounding that relationship. And then he goes to the Buffalo and Jesus H. Christ, like that is a match made in heaven. So there is something to be said about, what's that word I'm looking for? meshing with cohesiveness or thank you yes that's exactly what i'm looking for because i don't know there are some athletes that literally you can't get into their head if you had a crowbar and a fucking sledgehammer (laughs) but then (laughs) but then there are other athletes that are like the opposite of that right so if you were like sensitive almost in a way but maybe that sounds negative i don't mean it like that no, absolutely. And I like part of the stuff that's come out with this Carson Wentz or Doug Peterson thing. It was like that he didn't really care. I mean, he even supposedly before that game was like, no, we're playing this game for next year. And so mm-hmm. many people had such a hard time with that, me included, because I'm like, you play to win. You And I've said that multiple times this season of our podcast. You play to win. You always play to win. You don't look ahead. You don't look behind you. You play in the game and that's to win. Each game. And- one yeah. at a time and you play to win. Yeah. I, I agree. No matter what, whether you're, whether your season's on the line or not, you play to win or else you're not a fucking competitor and you will never convince me otherwise. Agree. So anyway, yeah, I am interested in that one too. Like again, don't care for Philly, but they do have some really good players that I hope to see do well. So we'll see. Now to the finale. The suspense is killing me. <laughs> the New York Jets hired Robert Salah or Robert Saul. Oh yeah. I was like, what is she talking about? But I forgot I did read that and I forgot to like be like, oh, your boy. Yeah, my boy. So we have DK Metcalf here is like totally obsessed player. And then Robert Salah is like pretty identical, I guess, <laughs> in, his, in, in the obsession level. But yeah, I'm fucking pumped to see what he does with the Jets. I, you know, he's been a defensive coordinator forever, which a lot of people are saying not anything. They're not, everybody thinks this is a great idea. Everybody loves Robert Salah. Like, and I get it. I mean, he was a defensive coordinator for forever, but he also worked underneath Pete Carroll and Kyle Shanahan. So you have to pick shit up every once in a while, right? Yeah. And Well, I trust your judgment and you have been a huge fan of his. So yeah. And I think that's one of the best things about him too, which for the Jets, they probably need right now is like camaraderie. They need and- something. Yeah, and team, and he, from what I hear and read, I don't fucking know the guy, unfortunately, but he's very good teams guy. Like, he's very involved, and he's very, like, good at what he does. So I'm going to be excited to watch, like, this Cinderella story with the New York Jets that I'm hoping for. So we'll see. Team Robert. Yeah, hopefully the Jets do something because the Mets cannot – stay out of drama they had another totally like no tracking again but there was another scandal that came out today about mickey calloway another met high-ranking organization member former member who has some scandal texting women incessantly and i'm just like what is going on (laughs) to work there do you have to go through like sexual harassment training like how i mean clearly they're not going through like how to do it maybe no yeah i know that's what i'm saying how to sexually harass women by via phone i misunderstood you that's hilarious um no Also, good lord, like, like not sexual harassment related, but Steve Cohen, who's also involved in the Mets, was involved in all the scandal we talked about earlier with the stock market because he ended up putting up a bunch of money to bail out or help out one of these big investment banks from going under. So a lot of drama and hate with him right now too. So hopefully the Mets do something or the Jets do something because the Mets are 
quickly nosediving. Yes, it's... Or they're at least nosediving in respect right now. A lot of surrounding that. So yeah, come on Jets. Why do we rhyme? Do something for these poor fans because I mean, it's like New York has so many teams, but if people describe it as like the Yankees and the Giants, those are like the people who import into New York, but the Jets fans and the Mets fans are like the true diehard New York people. Yes. They have nothing going, like those poor people. No, I couldn't agree more. Sorry, I just called. And so I was trying to like tell him I'm busy and I wrote potting. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck that came from. Well, probably like P O D D I N G, like podcasting, yeah. potting. Yep. Another yeah. new coined term of women can't parlay. You're welcome. Yeah. We're going to start calling it that. So smile. I'm going to send him a picture. Um, I'll probably look like a psycho. <laughs> nope. We both do. <laughs> oh, good. Um, good. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. For anybody that wonders, we do Zoom for these. I mean, no, they're not sponsoring us. (laughs) No. (laughs) But we Zoom so we can see each other. Y'all can't see us. And yes, every time we record, we both look like asshole. (laughs) I couldn't look worse. Well, that's false. But pretty bad. I could definitely look worse, but I for sure could look better. At least you have a cute pony going on. Like I feel like Tuesdays are like my worst day because like Monday I like, you know, get up and ready for the new week and I kind of make an effort and then I come home completely exhausted, (laughs) like go right to sleep, don't eat dinner. And then I like totally fuck up my sleep schedule. And then Tuesday I like barely get up out of bed to like make it to work 40 minutes late and I look like shit. Like that's my routine. Everyone follow me for more tips on how to become a great corporate employee. A great corporate employee, how to be super efficient in your work week and commute. How to crawl through your week, barely making it. That's what I do. There are some people that don't do that, but like there's a lot of people that do, you know, so don't act like you're not out there. I'm just going to well, say that. Yeah, I mean, thankfully from coronavirus, like ain't coronavirus anymore. So I don't really give a shit. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. I think we brought this up like at one of our earlier podcasts, but like, I don't know if it made the cut or not, but thank God. I mean, not, I wish this never yeah, happened. We're not supporting obviously. coronavirus, but we're going to be glass half full people for like one second and be like, yeah. hey, there are some things that did come out of coronavirus that are positive. One of them being, I don't have to talk to people at my job anymore. <laughs> or talk to people at all anymore. That's true. Anyway, we've got to move on because yeah, we like, we're not even talking about football. This, and, this episode, yeah. I mean, this is what I'm going to say this episode is, and I hope this resonates with people and makes sense. This episode is going to be like when you watch a scripted show mm-hmm. on TV, and there's always that one episode every season where they make it like a what musical episode. Oh, That's yeah. what this is. <laughs> It's like, you don't really have to watch it to know what's going on, but you're going to watch it anyway, just to make sure you don't miss anything. Well, parladies, welcome to Women Can't Parlay, the musical. Um, Okay, moving on, trades. There's literally only one trade that's happened so far. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is a funny story. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Kind of embarrassing story for Rainy and I. Yeah, kind of embarrassing, but also for my brother-in-law, and we're going to call him the fuck out, which is great. But one trade, and typically that's because these things take much longer to happen than this one did. So that is what it is. If you want to start telling the story, I'll fill in the parts I want to fill in. (laughs) Okay. Well, as we mentioned earlier, Rainy and I actually got to hang out this weekend. We saw each other like in the flesh. Live and live in color. Yes. So we're drunk. (laughs) 
and we <laughs> are with our brother-in-law watching hockey just hanging out having a good old time and all of a sudden he's like holy crap just got a notification Matt don't look Stafford. at your phones yeah he's like don't look at your phones like do not look at your phones he's like i'm gonna make y'all guess <laughs> and so he's like matt stafford's being traded and you'll never guess to which team so we i think quite literally named every single team in the nfl before we got it right we named i would say we named about 12 actually because it, it I, I appreciate the sarcasm but i won't i don't want people to think we're that stupid um we named like 12 teams and like six lot. of those we renamed both of us because my brother-in-law who was giving us the clues who were he did a great job obviously he did he did but, it was so like and in his ridiculous and in his defense too when he first said it he was like y'all are definitely gonna get this and he gave us yeah, like he set us up for failure there he, <laughs> he definitely did. set us up for failure <laughs> he did so he was like and I don't remember all the hints, but like one of them was like, whatever, I, I don't know, something about I don't um, remember the hints, but they were wins. very good. But the only thing oh. I think that threw us off is we had said some California teams and then he said something that made us think it wasn't California. So I will give us credit on that. Yeah. Is that for some reason we had just decided that California was out and that's not true. Yeah, exactly. No, you're so right. Um, But the funny thing that I'm going to call him out for is like, he's so like, he is one of the best people at like explaining something to somebody and finding something in your life that correlates to what he's trying to explain so he can like merge the two to help you understand he's so great at that so as he's doing this do you remember this because he said it like four times he goes yeah they have a young like really good looking coach at one point and then he goes like literally i would suck this coach's dick I actually kind of like don't remember that, but I do. Oh, that was, I think I do now that you say it. But that was that yeah. last whiskey I gave you. So he said that like three times, but he we were right there and we had already named. We're like, well, it's not Cliff's King, Cliff Kingsbury because we've already said our piece on him. They're like, what are the other young coaches? And then I'm like, Brian Flores. I'm like, he's he's going to Miami because we both love Brian Flores so much. So I was like, maybe he wants to suck his dick. Anyway, it was that was a hilarious joke that I should have picked up on. And I didn't. So it literally took us, again, we we guessed like 12 teams. And then at the exact same time, and I don't remember the hint he gave, at the exact same time, Jess and I both say the fucking Rams. Yeah. And we did. Like fucking sequenced. Like, is that the right word? Sequentially? That sounds better than synchronized. Synchronized. Yes, synchronized. Why am I such an idiot? <laughs> I don't know. I gotta go. Guys, yeah. I go to work for a full day before this. Yes, I was 40 <laughs> minutes late, but I worked a full day. So do not, well, do not judge me. But you also like stay late. So it's really a full hour yeah, day, well, full, full eight hour day regardless. Yeah, but I did take an hour lunch break so I could listen to the yak now on YouTube. Soon to be sponsor. <laughs> no, or they have their own sponsors. <laughs> I know. I know, I'm joking. They have like 10,000 people who stream it every day. Well, since it's been on YouTube yesterday and today, it was like a solid 10,000 people watching. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Same here. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I yeah. Oh, yeah. We hit those numbers. Yeah. yeah, it's easy peasy. That was like our first week. Anyway, moving on to actual trades that we didn't even talk about yet. Yeah, so the trade <laughs> that this long-winded story is referring to, I'm sure you all know, is the Matt Stafford, Jared Goff trade, which yeah. I'm sorry, like Detroit 
they're fucking highway robbery, like, like crazy. So I, I just, I can't get, a, I can't, I can't get behind this trade in the sense that like, I just don't understand it. Please let me know what I'm missing. But the Rams are giving up Jared Goff, this year's third round pick to future first round picks in exchange for for Matt Stafford, 33-year-old, hasn't done anything in the NFL except maybe consistently be like a above-average quarterback. I will say that. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I pretty much on the same page. I mean, it's like, well, please, I'm first... asking somebody to like explain this trade to me because <laughs> I am digging deep and I'm just, I don't get it. Yeah. Honestly, I really don't get it either. I mean, I, I do feel like Matt Stafford is one of those. I'm glad you said above average because I feel like he's kind of one of those. Tony he's not bad. I don't want to say no. that. Also a oh. Texas guy. Let's remember that Highland Park. Oh yeah. Trust me. I'll get there. Um, <laughs> okay. No, he, I feel like he's kind of one of those Tony Romo type quarterbacks. That's just like incredibly un- underrated and never really oh, yeah. has the people around him to do it. Name the last time Matt Stafford's had a good fucking team to play, f- play for Highland Park. Well, he's been with the Lions the entire time. So I that's guess my so. point. I will that's give you my that, point. but I don't, I mean, I think I'm not saying it's warranting this trade. I'm just saying yeah. that. And definitely, I feel like, like can't he's stand one of those on the same like field as Tony Romo either. Sorry. No, hey, I'm with you. Trust me. Like uh, I am not comparing the two. I'm just saying. Obviously, Tony Romo is very underrated. So anyway, yes, I think that's insane. I don't know what's going on with the Rams, but they just like don't like first round draft picks for some reason. Like <laughs> from. <laughs> Sorry, I just like slowly processed that, and it was funny. No, so let me just read this off. Their last. First round draft pick, and catch this, was in 2016 when they drafted Jared Goff. God. First round motherfucking draft pick. And I'm sorry, talk about like above average quarterbacks. Like, I don't think Jared Goff's that bad. Like, I think he's pretty he's fucking good. And he's also, you know what? Young. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. He is. Yeah, no need to apologize. That's why I'm with you. Like, I had to give that little thing about Matt Stafford. Like, I'm a fan. However, what are you doing? Yeah. So next time, it, so the last time they had a draft, their a first round draft pick was Jared Goff in 2016. The next time they will have a first round draft pick will be in 2024. Fuck. What? It's so weird. And like, did they make it to a, right? Didn't they make it to a Super Bowl? Yes, sure. They didn't win. But again, like that's the argument that to me is like an even bigger argument for why you don't do this. I couldn't agree more, which is why like maybe somebody else come on and tell, like explain to us. I need some insider information. I need somebody to like give me a rundown of what the fuck I'm not understanding. But I think we need it from the Rams because they're the ones who keep doing these weird things where they like, well, we got to do it now to get what we need now. And I'm like, the only thing I can think of is like a a salary cap dump of golf. They're getting rid of him into that side of it, but still like, I can't understand how (laughs) making a trade is going like in this level, like giving up these fucking draft picks. I don't know. Like exactly. I don't know what they're banking on. Honestly. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I have, I'm shocked. I'm stunned. I'm, I am too. I'm left with more questions than I am answers. Yeah, I'm confused. I'm confused yeah. first and foremost, but we'll see. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll stay here. We'll, we'll definitely report it here last guys. <laughs> 
Don't you worry. Sometimes we'll report it first during recording, but by the time you hear it, it will most definitely be last. Exactly. Even when we catch the news first, we're last. (laughs) Okay. Well, we will round out this lovely podcast, this musical edition of our season (laughs) with, you know, we obviously can't leave this week's episode without talking about the Super Bowl. Coming up this Sunday, we've got Tom Brady and the Bucks versus the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And also Bruce Arians versus Andy Reid. Yeah. They could be just a I can't believe it. I can't believe it's like the end of football season. I can't either. It's insane, but I'm so ready. What are our feelings? Where are we at? I think you know where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the line's three and a half. Tampa Bay is obviously the underdog. The over-under is 56. I definitely think over. I'll probably take over. the over. Yeah. These are two explosive offensive teams, and they're both going to fight to the death to, on to this game. Death. Like, I'm just I'm just hopeful for a good game. Like, that's all I want. Same. Good and safe game. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see a f- motherfucking player go out on the Super Bowl. Yeah, like, just No injuries, don't. no COVID, hopefully. Yeah. We don't need that, and we don't need a courtside Karen. <laughs> no courtside Karens. No thanks. Stay home. I don't know. Like, I'm going back and forth. I think, obviously, Kansas City is like a very obvious pick here, but then there's just a little part inside of me that's like, everyone's taking Kansas City. I know. Making me think like, oh, Tom Brady. And then it's like, oh, the game could be really close. What if it comes down to a field goal and it's three and a half? It's not three. I don't know. I'm doing that whole like, just thing in my head where whatever I pick it. I go with is going to be the wrong pick. So stay tuned to bet the opposite Good. of me. You go with the Bucks then. <laughs> I didn't say I was going with them. I'm going with the over as no, of today. I'm telling, I'm telling you to go with them so the right team wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I get you. All that tells me is I'm going to be really fucking stressed out and drunk on Sunday <laughs> because I will never, ever, 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 ever in a million years count out Tom Brady. Not once, no. not ever. Fuck no. I mean, hell, remember their Patriots Falcons Super Bowl where it was like 28 to three and a half? Yeah, no, we can't count him out. It's I never would. So that's what I'm saying. Super excited to watch. What's your favorite like Super Bowl appetizer? These were like the questions I was gonna ask before the Devin Sawa thing happened. God, I don't have a favorite. I'm I'm building a charcuterie board this year. Nice. Um, Buffalo chicken dip was my answer. Oh, fuck yeah. I don't know why buffalo chicken dip isn't more like widely accepted. It had a, well, maybe not accepted, but it's like you can't had a spurt. go somewhere and get buffalo chicken dip. Hooters is like the only place that I know that actually has it. And they haven't even had it that long. Oh, they made it? Yeah, because I'm like, Yeah, they have it as an appetizer. Ago. I like it. I usually get it when I go. I don't like ranch. You know, I'm a serial killer. So I get it without the weirdo. Ranch, but it's pretty good. That's, that's the one thing you and I don't have in common. <laughs> but also works out perfectly because anywhere we go, I will always take a ranch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and I always get ranch on the side for people who do want it. I'm just like, I don't want it in the bowl, but See? you can still use the ranch. Like that's you're, not- You are not a serial killer. You are a saint. That yeah, makes you a saint. In my books, it does. <laughs> Um, um, the other one I was going to ask if we didn't like that one was, what do you have a favorite halftime show performance? Honestly, I really liked last year's. I don't give a shit about the people that cause controversy about it. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was good. You know what's weird? The first one I remember is Michael Jackson. Uh, I, that's a very, very popular one. I do. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call it my favorite. I don't know that I have a favorite one. That's weird. My fave, I think you're going to be mad that you didn't think of this, would be the um, Aerosmith and- Britney Spears in sync. Oh, you're right. Show. Like, you're right. You're right. And like, we obviously, like, that's going to be our favorite. But yeah. 
It's actually rated like one of the top performances, despite us being huge in sync fans. Yeah. Well, and Britney Spears. And Britney and Aerosmith, but like And Aerosmith, yeah. <laughs> like true. I think, but I think I think Billy was there too, actually. Oh, well then yeah, count me in. I feel like such an idiot because that's one of the best concerts I've ever been to. But we're gonna have to go to NSYNC and I'll never forgive my parents for it. I think I went to like three. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for the bid. Yeah. So NSYNC was actually technically my first concert. I was in like eighth grade or seventh grade. And I'd go a million times over because that shit was bomb. I honestly couldn't tell you what my first concert is. That's a, I'm going to have to think about that. I mean, I guess we're obviously saying stadium type concert, not like a wig yeah. rock and rodeo concert. But it's also different for us. Concerts weren't rampant for us when we were kids. No. And we also lived like an hour and a half away from the closest ones. So like yeah. getting your parents on board with fucking taking you to a concert, not easy to do. Yeah. Getting like to pay for it. Not easy to do. It's really funny to think about because the amount of sporting events I've been to in my life started at birth, but yeah. concerts, I don't think, I don't really think started well, until I was well out of high school. Which makes sense because if I was a parent, I sure as fuck am not taking my kid to some shit I don't want to listen to. <laughs> no shit. And anyway, I'll never get to see them. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Um, no, they're getting back together. Keep that in the universe. Justin Timberlake's yeah. career will fail one day and they will have to get back together. <laughs> positive vibes that day i will spend my entire life savings on front row ticket backstage pass meet and greet all of it same park like i'll spend my entire life savings going to that concert yeah we're gonna have to get women can't parlay patreons so we can afford just take every hey everybody we're gonna set up a cash app you just donate we can make this podcast better for you slash pay for our in-sync rebirthing dreams yes um, we'll get the cash tag women can't parlay and then you can just send it on over. I love how we're like, can't even get people to listen to this for free. They're definitely not going to pay to listen to this. So like that's out. Shit. Well, you know, it's Tuesday. So the delirium is set fully in. Yeah. Well, Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm in. I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm picking the over. We'll Ugh, picking the over. Yeah. But I'm pumped. Super Bowl 55. Tom Brady also said he's looking forward to playing past the age of 45, which is two years from now. I would expect nothing else. Why wouldn't you if you're still this successful? So kudos. Alrighty then. That is it for the, well, not final week of football. Like we'll obviously talk about the Super Bowl next week, but then after that, it is football football headlines only and we will be pivoting. So yeah, a hard pivot. And so another, it'll be like seven months of musical episodes until football comes back. Super. So we'll start with, um, damn, I was about to like drop a ditty for everyone, but I drew a a blank. Like Jack yeah. and Diane? Yeah. Except for Little Diddy about women can't play. Nice. It's been a real shitty day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we laugh to stay sane. <laughs> Seriously, though. Come back. Or, I mean, honestly, I tried to Venmo one of my friends for listening to episode, for an episode, and he doesn't have Venmo anymore. So I'm here to tell you, if you made it to this fucking part of the podcast episode, DM us. Yeah, hit me up. Maybe I'll uh, we pay for place. <laughs> yeah, we pay for place. <laughs> Don't know how much. <laughs> hey, we. You know what? We got more five star reviews this weekend. Did we force people to do it? Absolutely. However, <laughs> our rating keeps going up. <laughs> oh, hey, if we got a Green Bay Packers super fan to rate us five stars, I don't think he did. He did. I made him. Thanks. Bye. You're not gonna <laughs> like this podcast when we talk shit about the Packers constantly, but thank you. 
Fuck. Anyway, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Like us, rate us, subscribe to us, review us. And, and watch Little Giants. Watch Little Giants. Watch my meme of Little Giants. Tell Devin Sawa you're, you love him. Also, tell Devin Sawa that Women Can't Parlay is the best. Everybody flood his Twitter. And by that, yes, mom, sisters, I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but good news. All it took was celebrity notoriety, and now my brothers are following us. That's all it took to get them to follow us is to get Junior Floyd to retweet us. We are on the path to success. (laughs) Oh, God. We're on a clear path of delirium at this current moment. Yeah, Yeah, we got to go. I got to, like, lay down or something. (laughs) Yeah, we got to get the fuck out of here. So, goodbye. Goodbye. Women can't, women can't, women can't, women can't parlay.